Podcasting from Phoenix, Arizona, the home of year-round flip-flops, the nation's largest city park, and Cactus League spring training. This is The Saver and The Spender, a weekly podcast about budgeting and money habits from both perspectives. And now, here are your hosts, The Saver and financial coach, Kelsa Dickey, and her husband, The Spender, Michael Dickey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Saver and The Spender uh, this is Michael, the spender. Kelso the Saver is actually in an appointment right now, so I get to interview my friend, Dakota Cornelius. Um, we've known each other for how long? Do you remember? Uh, probably about five years. Five or six years, mm-hmm. yeah. So she was an intern of mine when she was a senior in high school, right? A little baby. Yeah. Um, and so what uh, we have Dakota here for today is we're doing a three-part series on young adults and finances. And what we've come to notice over the past seven, eight, nine years of budget coaching is that uh, parents that come in for coaching say, man, I wish I would have learned this stuff when I was younger. Or they say, you know what, I, what can I do to teach my kids about personal finance so they don't make the mistakes that I do? So we want to bring in, we're going to do three right now, three young adults, so we can kind of talk about their positions, where they are, what they know about personal finance, what they've uh, learned, what their mistakes have been made, so that um, parents and kids and young adults can learn from from their experience and get some good perspective on on where they are. So um, Dakota is uh, a young adult, obviously, but she is... Uh, and, and I'll let her do her bio a little bit, but she is just out of college uh, and starting her adult life, getting a job and going on to grad school. So I wanted her to give her experience and some tips and any mistakes. So we're just going to have a conversation about her experience with personal finances from when she was little to today. So um, Dakota, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us where you are and where you're from and what you did and what you want to do. Okay, Awesome. Um, hi everyone. I'm Dakota. Um, I am about one year out of uh, graduating from NAU. I graduated in May 2016. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science with a minor in chemistry. It was not my idea. Chemistry is not my favorite. <laughs> um, but uh, as of right now, I'm just working at a therapy clinic. Um, I am about to go back to school in October. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, so it's pretty much where I'm at at the moment, just kind of smooth sailing, working, working my life away until school starts <laughs> again. So let's, um, let's go back to kind of your, when you first started to experience money as, as a younger person, even younger than you are now, did, did they, at your school, did they have any classes where they taught personal finance at all? Um, No. Not really. Nope. We had a you know basic economics class, but that really had nothing to do um, with finances and you know things like that. Okay, so it was more like uh, economics and society mm-hmm. and profit and that kind yep. of stuff, rather than here's how to budget, here's how to balance your checkbook, yeah, right, that kind of stuff. Okay, we had none of that. <laughs> none of that. Gotcha. Um, which is too bad because that's I was reading. An article in before I don't remember if it was before World War One or World War Two, one of the major world wars. They actually taught all that stuff in school, and you actually got that in school. Um, but with I guess it was World War Two because before World War Two they taught that in school, not just economics. But what would happen is they 
as World War II came out, after World War II, they started the GI Bill, mm-hmm. which basically said you can go to college rather than and get a, a degree and get a job rather than just going back to the farm and, and being a farmer or right. you know whatever their vocational job would have been. And so they didn't need feel the need to teach people that. Uh, per- personal finance because they're going to be going to college and then they expected college to teach that. So it's just yeah. kind of interesting. So since World War II, there really hasn't been a big personal finance push in, college, in, in uh, high school. Right. Uh, where did you find or, and form your opinion on money when you were younger? Do you have... Um, so I started working, um, I think I was a junior or senior in high school. And it was just like a hostess job or whatever. Um, but that's right. Like that's around the time that I really started getting into saving my own money. Um, at the time, I was trying to save for a car. Um, so um, it was nice because I lived at home. I didn't have any expenses. So all I did was save. <clears throat> and it was really, really nice. But um, I started a checking account. I had a savings account. Those are my two main ones. Um, and I think... The further I got into the different jobs that I had, um, like the more important I got, I guess, the older I got, um, the more I really started uh, paying attention to how I was spending my money and, you know, how much I was putting in savings versus how much I was keeping and checking for, you know, different various things. Mm -hmm. When you first started to save money and have a checking and savings accounts, did you have that money in there with a goal? Oh, yeah. What was your goal? Um, So at first it was the car. Um, that I had, and I did really, really good. I think I saved maybe like seven grand wow, in just nice. a few months. It was awesome. Nice. Um, but then again, I didn't have any expenses, so right. <laughs> it was really easy. But um, <clears throat> first, it was a car, and then um, once I got into school, I started saving up more for um, like apartment life, like mm-hmm. getting new, getting new bed sheets or um, just like clothing here and there that I might have needed, um, and different things like that that I would you know, continue to save for and do a little extra, too. Sure. At that time, did your parents help you with money, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very thankful for them. Um, They definitely helped me throughout college because you can't really work that much when you're going full-time in school. So um, if it wasn't for them, I'd probably be living in a cardboard box. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that. (laughs) Maybe a plastic box. Yeah. so what are what are some of the the big money lessons you learned from your parents that you think are you have have brought you to where you are today? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm very lucky because my parents are really good with money. Um, they read a lot of like Dave Ramsey's mm. things. Um, <clears throat> they've hung out with Kelso a few times um, and. You know, as of right now, they are, like, card-free, I'm pretty sure. I think they just have, like, a debit card, um, but they don't have any credit cards. They uh, save as much as they can. You know, nice. they're not out partying mm-hmm. like my young parents do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so they started getting me in. Once I got older, started getting um, more of more on my own. They started helping me kind of understand and realize their type of saving and teaching me their ways, um, which is really, really nice and really simple, actually. Good. So more responsibility? Yeah. Like being personally responsible. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there anything, I mean, I know there's a lot, but what are some of the big things that you wish you had learned 
when you were younger? <clears throat> um, definitely bringing back the point uh, about not teaching it in school. I think that would have been really, really beneficial in mm-hmm. high school. Um, I'm, I'm mad they didn't teach us any anything like that. Um, and even into college, there weren't any, you know, classes that are just, you know, recommend not recommended but mandatory. Um, yeah. Unless you're going into financial, you know, financial uh, programs or whatever. But there there wasn't really anything. Um, right. So. You know, it, it would have been nice to know how to balance a checkbook or, um, you know, how to start up a savings account or, mm-hmm. um, you know, it would have been nice to know the idea of having envelopes, you know, an enveloping system or, or anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I, it's sad that they don't even have those, you know, nowadays. Right. They should have those in right. all schools, really. Mm-hmm. It would be so beneficial. Have you learned, or are you, are you doing any investing right now? Um, a little here and there. Okay. Just, you know, I I have I have different savings accounts, and I have my little savings envelopes. Um, but I think you know I'm I'm investing more in my school, mm-hmm. um, you know, my schooling because now it's all on me. Um, yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to have my parents for the first part of my schooling, um, but now it's all on me. So I'm really investing in, into that. And, um, you know, I, I have a reliable vehicle. However, it's not going to be reliable for for long. Yeah, um, yeah. So I am slowly saving up and, and investing more and more into that as well. Good. Okay. Um, let's, and, you know, that's, if my opinion is, you're not at a point in your life where you need to be investing anyways in, in, in you know, mutual funds and IRAs and that kind of stuff. It's, you got to pay for school, right? So, oh, yeah. And uh, fun for that new car. So, yeah. but <laughs> let's talk, let's go back to when you were a senior or even a junior and the process you went through to get into college. So decisions you made about, let's talk about, about your, your college career. Okay. You know, you started at uh, community college, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then, so we'll talk about that. And then um, decisions you made about financial aid and um, student loans, if you took any. So let's just kind of, you start wherever you want to start. Right, okay. Let's talk about that stuff. Okay, so um, I knew right off the bat that I wanted to do my first year of college um, at a community college, just because it is cheaper, and they do have uh, basically all of your prerequisite courses there. Um, as I mean, as far as, um, like, knowing how much I actually saved, I don't, just because... My mom was able to take care of all that, mm. fortunately. But um, from what she says, we saved a, a bunch of money just doing that first year at community college. Um, and then I went up to NAU. You know, I did the whole new student thing. I tried to get scholarships as much as I could. Um, I tried to do, you know, I did the whole FOSFA, um, the whole FOSFA thing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, applied for grants and um, other loans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it for me, like I said, my parents were a huge part of um, my schooling financially. Um, and for me, it was really, really confusing going into like a financial aid meeting with my parents and trying to figure out like which loans I'm going to get and, and like subsidized versus unsubsidized yeah. and, you know, the Pell Grants and, and you know, all these different loans. <clears throat> um, I still don't even really know 
which, you know, what they mean or what they're for for these days, you know. And, right. And it's sad. Like, I wish I could take a few courses on that alone just so I can be more um, educated on the topic. Yeah. But um, as far as financial aid, it was it was a difficult process. But once, um, you know, once it was done, it was kind of easy just because, you know, every semester it would just be dispersed. Mm-hmm. And then you just didn't really have to worry about it. Um, I don't think you have to apply for FOSFA every year. I don't, I'm not sure if it's every year. I, I think it might just be every school. Well, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, actually, personally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> me neither. It's been a long time for me. Um, do, and are you still, you have student loans to pay right now? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Going in now, you're going to grad school, mm-hmm. and how are you going to pay for that? Um, well, I did the FOSFA. Um, I, I, I have filled out everything. Um, I actually have a meeting with the financial advisor um, on uh, sometime next week. But um, basically, she's going to talk with us and go through um, how much I can get from the government. Hopefully, it's a lot more than I thought. Um, <laughs> So everybody keep your fingers crossed uh-huh. for me. But um, other than that, you know, there there are loans that I can take out um, for school. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm a little worried, but um, not as much as I feel like a lot of other people are. Just because, you know, this is it's kind of the same process as how it was at NAU. I wasn't super involved in that process, but mm. um, I kind of know how it goes. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like you... Going into financial aid and student loans, going into college, that it was pretty confusing. Oh yeah. And he didn't know a lot or enough. Mm-hmm. What are is there? What are some things that some some tips or some mistakes that you made on as far as uh, student loans and financial aid that that might help people? Do you have any anything that? Um. Like if you, after the fact, found any books that might help or websites or... There are, um, you know, and I don't even know, I haven't even done research on if there are any books for how okay. to fill out a But um, I do know that there are a lot and a ton of scholarships and free grants out there, just out there on the internet. Um, okay. I know a few people, like I know somebody that got a scholarship for having one blue eye and one brown eye. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was like just the strangest things, Um, you know, like having one leg longer than the other. (laughs) Like you don't have to be, you don't have to have 4.0 GPA. Um, Just as long as you're unique and you have something that somebody else takes an interest in, Mm -hmm. you can pretty much get a scholarship for, um, you know, anything nowadays. Um, Other than that... I'm sure there are, um, you know, some kind of book. Hopefully there's some kind of book out there, FOSFA for Dummies or something, Mm -hmm. um, that can help anybody, really. Have you, did any of your friends get a, um, either a financial aid or scholarship or college application tutor or coach? Um... You know of? Not that I know of. I don't okay. think any of them. I don't think any of my friends or family family even have done that. Okay. I there are. Um, I, we hear about that more and more that um, parents are paying coaches 
mm-hmm. to help them get scholarships, to help the kids get scholarships right. and write the essays and apply for things. And it's like $600 a month. It's not cheap. Yeah. It's not. So, uh, I, I had no idea. Yeah, right? That would be nice. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Hopefully they get done in one month and not like <laughs> string it out for <laughs> six months, months right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, and so now get, going through college... Um, how were your, how are your personal finances? How did you feel? Do you feel that you kind of had control of your money or did you're living at home? I'm right? not living at home. No, but no. So for one year of college, you lived at home, but then you were at NAU. Yeah. Um, and did you live in apartments or dorms or? Um, I did a little bit of both. Okay. Um, my first year, so my, my sophomore year in, in college, I lived on campus in a dorm. Um, but then they kicked everybody except freshmen off campus, oh. and um, I got an apartment um, not too far from campus, which was really, really nice. <clears throat> and then after I graduated, I stayed with my mom and my stepdad for a while, um, and then I flocked off and did my own thing. There you go. Got my own apartment. There you go. Yeah. Do you do you remember if there's what the price difference was from living in the dorms to your apartment? Um. Yeah, I think the dorms, and um, I'd have to ask my mom again, but I'm pretty sure dorm, um, it was like maybe three, maybe $400, um, and um, that was for like one or two people living in one dorm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I think the $300 range was more of like two people in one room kind of thing. Okay. Um, And then the bigger the room, the you know, the higher the price, I guess. Sure. Um, and then apartments, of course, are a lot more expensive. Um, I think I was paying like five fifty for oh. my room, and I shared the apartment with three other girls. Wow. That was um, just for your room? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was. And I mean, even now, um, studio apartments over here in Mesa are like $600, which are, is ridiculous, yeah. you know, and it just your, goes up from there. Your mom says it was 575 just so you know. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, 575 did you Did you have, when you were living in the dorms, did you have board? Did you have, like, a meal plan and that kind of stuff? Um, yes, I did. Okay. Um, we had, and, and there are different types of meal plans. You know, you can get, like, three meals a day mm-hmm. or... Um, I think there are even meal plans that are like nine meals a day. Whoa. Um, but that, you know, that includes, uh, you know, whatever snacks that you can buy on mm. campus. Um, you know, Starbucks. We had Starbucks wow. there. We had Einstein Brothers and um, Subway. You know, all that other stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, um, you know, and then there was this uh, process. You had like a dining dollar kind of thing where you could go and um, you. I think you can like buy... Like buy non-food items like you can buy a t-shirt at the bookstore Mm. or um you know you can buy different things here and there um and stuff like that they had a they had a good thing going i'm not sure how much the food plan was though i wonder if my mom is still watching stacy if you know let us (laughs) know but i i remember and this has been almost 20 years ago but in college it was so much more expensive in the dorms which i'm sure it still is but you have your room, mm-hmm. and at in my dorm we had four guys to one room, um, and so it was a living room, and then to the right was a two bed bedroom, and then to the left was a two bed bedroom, and you had mm-hmm. your own bathroom. And that was kind of how mine were. There are other different layouts that are different, but um, 
And then he had your meal plan, and like you said, it was three meals a day, one meal a day, mm-hmm. um, and then flex money that you yeah. put on your card, on your chip, yep. and all that kind of stuff. But then in in my small little college town, which is up in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, it was, um, I I want to say apartments were so cheap, like 100 bucks. Oh, wow. And what? Or 200 I, I don't know, um, but really super cheap. But maybe that was because we had a lot of... A lot of rooms with a lot of guys sharing rooms and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But um, I think generally that dorm life is more expensive, uh, four room and board combined. And then you get into apartments and then with the, the cost of the apartment is higher, but you're probably going to be paying less for food. Right. Is that what you experienced? Yes. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Like, I did experience, I'm experiencing that now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I felt like I ate more in, in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat when I'm stressed. So four years of eating um, can get expensive. <laughs> yeah. But um, now I do believe it's a lot cheaper with the two combined. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And especially when you have the big cafeteria, which is like, Here's the pizza station. Uh-huh. You get as much as you want. Yeah. And then here's the pasta and yeah. then the salad. You can American, um, yeah. you know, hamburgers, hot dogs, Un- Unlimited, all you yeah. can eat, right? Seriously. So, yeah, it's, hey, there's a freshman 15 for, you know. Um, what has been, from high school to now, what's been the hardest part about managing your own finances? Um, I think now, um, especially now that I'm on my own, I have more needs. Um, I find myself spending more money on, uh, you know, things that we just need around the house versus then. Um, so, you know, in high school, it was just all about save, save, save. You know, I got to save for school. I got to save for a new car. You know, I got to save for this. Um, but now it's like, okay, maybe a hundred dollars or $200 for my paycheck goes into savings and everything else I I need, like I need to spend that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, whether it's bills or on toilet paper. <laughs> Adults, hashtag adulting, right? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag quiltered northern. <laughs> uh, do you... F- do you have... Do you set goals for your money? Yes. Okay. Yes, do I you do. do. you find that your goals between... Uh, compared to, like, what you want is... Gets challenged? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Talk about that. What do you... Yes. What's... Um, well... <clears throat> a goal of mine um, is to have a certain amount in savings by the time my clinicals come around um, in school. Um, however, uh, being a young and poppin' 23-year-old, um, I want to go out with my girls sometimes. Um, you know, I want to go get some some nice food at a nice restaurant, or um, I need to get this cute shirt that I found at Charlotte Ruth's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so it's definitely hard having that um, control, I guess. <clears throat> how do you how do you budget for those type of fun things? I do. Okay. Good. I have and Kelsa told me to bring my little enveloping system, so I have oh, my envelopes too. Nice. Um, that's that's my budgeting for um, clothes, groceries, gas, mechanical problems for my car. Um, fun things that I want to do. I have a little, I have a fun, something fun envelope. Good. That I put like two or five, whatever, whatever I have left over <laughs> okay. in there. Okay, good. And that goes towards? 
going out and buying fun clothes. Yeah, it could be. It could be anything. It could be. Um, darn it! I spent way too much on groceries, and I need just a little bit extra. Here it is. Or, um, oh my gosh, that dress is so cute. I have to get it. Or, pass over that margarita. Whatever it is. <laughs> yep. Okay. Good. That's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly perfect. Good. Um, what are the, some of the biggest lessons you've learned that like really made an impact in your life for, for finances? <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like it might be the envelope system, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. What, like, either um, talk about that, how that has worked for you, or other things that you've learned, maybe from us or yeah, anything. Absolutely. Biggest um, lessons. I do have. Um, the enveloping system is definitely uh, my savior, um, <clears throat> but also I had a credit card at one point, and um, you know, starting a credit card, I, I had the intention of wanting to do that just because I wanted to get a better credit. Um, so when I get out on my own, I can I can get a new car or I can get an apartment, a really nice apartment, and I have to, ha- you know, I have good credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my mom taught me, you know, go out and buy a stick of gum with it and pay it off mm-hmm. or, um, you know, go out and buy groceries with it and then just pay it off right you know, right away, like that same day. And I did that for a while. Um, and then it started to add up. Um, I said, okay, I'm going to get this shirt and I'm going to pay it off when I get paid. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm going to put a little extra gas in and go here, and then I'm just gonna pay that off when I get paid. Um, and it just kind of added up, and it was really bad. And so um, my mom, my parents, being no cards, only debit card, um, basically they were on my side, and they were like, "You need to just get rid of that as fast as you can before you even move out of this house, um, so you don't even have that anymore." And I can't even begin to tell you how much of a, a relief that was. Just getting all of my credit cards. Okay, I only had one, but getting <laughs> my credit card paid off, um, and then being able to say, okay, here's my paycheck, and I'm all I'm I'm putting it all to something that I need instead of okay, I'm still being dragged by this mm-hmm. credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'll go back to the enveloping system. It this has also been a savior. Because, you know, there are times when um, I need something done with my car and I'm like, oh, crap, like I don't have any money to spend on it right now. But wait a minute, I've been saving up for so long, you know, I can take $100 out of my little envelope and spend it on my car. Or, Mm -hmm. um, oh, my gosh, like my, my work jeans ripped and that's the only pair that I really have, you know. I have a clothing envelope that I can just go to really quick and then go to the store and pick up some new pants. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've forgotten about this and then I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks, <Great>. Mom. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Great. So um, for so I'm going to go over really fast since we're talking about this. Sure. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Do you, are okay. there any downfalls to that, your enveloping system? Like, is there anything that definitely um, doesn't work? Yeah. Um, I mean... Not, not necessarily that it, does, that it doesn't work, um, but it is, you know, with the envelopes, you actually have to have money to put in there. Right. So um, it's just free money just floating around in these little envelopes that have words on them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if something happens, like there, there have been times where um, 
I don't know what had happened, but I had messed up somewhere in my budget, and I just was like, okay, I'm not going to put anything in my envelopes this week. I'm just, I just need that money to mm-hmm. fix whatever I did. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, darn it, like we, we need an extra $60 for our electricity bill. And then, you know, there it is, just right there. Yeah. Um, I don't do that often. Um, I've actually only done it maybe once or twice, but... Um, and that you mean would you would, like, one. rob from Peter to pay Paul? Like, you would take something from another envelope to pay something Well, like yeah, kind of. So, um, you know, I put I put a good chunk of my paycheck into um, my mechanical work for my car just because I have a 1995. Mm. Um, and... Um, you know, every once in a while, it's like, okay, I don't need this this much at the moment. I'm gonna take out twenty bucks um, and put it towards electricity, the I electricity see. bill. <clears throat> Granted, I only done that once, um, mm-hmm. so. But but it is easy. It is yeah. easy to do. Just yeah. to take out a twenty and there you go. Right. You know. And I think so. Uh, so I wanted to kind of get your confirmation for that or any other things you didn't like about it because we. You know, when we do coaching and, and, and workshops for people, we talk about how the envelope system, the Dave Ramsey kind of envelope mm-hmm. system, which isn't really his, it's been around for a long, long time, but it really does work. Right. Um, but the problems are is that, one, you have to go get the cash out. Yep, that too. In the exact right amount. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing $25 to one and $20 to another, you have to get a $5, you know? So you have to go to the teller rather than to the ATM. So it's not right. super convenient. Right. Um, the other problem, one of the other problems that people have that you, we, I kind of asked you about is if, say you have an eating out and a grocery fund and then a clothing fund and a car fund. Oh, yeah. All those, you could, if you really wanted to, take money from one and put it in the other mm-hmm. to and justify that very easily. Well, I'm yeah. not going to need car pairs really soon, mm-hmm. uh, but I need a new... Charlotte Russe tank top or whatever yeah. they it, sell there now. Yeah, and I've done that um, too. Right, so um, so the that and that's a that's a problem. And and to really stick with it, you have to be so strict with yourself that it's almost not realistic. Mm-hmm. And so people can stick with it for a long time if you're that type of person. It works really really well for a lot of people. But what we we recommend, and I'm <laughs> I'm giving away a lot of what our system is, but that's okay because it's it's really works. So I want everybody that's listening to do this. But so you you take out. Everything that you're spending for food, like the daily stuff, you do that in cash, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, that's say, imagine that food and eating out and coffee is in cash, okay? So, right. But now we get into this envelope type of system, and we talk about we want people to create online savings accounts with, there's a website called ING, I'm sorry, it used to be called ING, direct, those are, and that might be before your time, but it's Capital One 360 now. So Capital1360.com is the website, and it's free. And you can open as many checking accounts as you want and name them whatever you want. And there's no minimums and there's no fees. And there's actually an interest rate, which is maybe like 0.75%, which if you go to Desert Schools or Bank of America, whatever, it's maybe a quarter of a percent. So, um, And what you do is every once a month, you transfer that money that's going in, would be going into your envelopes, into online savings. So mm-hmm. you have a clothing fund, you have a going out fund, you have a car repair fund, you have, um, I mean, what are some other expenses? So things that you know you're gonna spend money on, but it doesn't happen regularly as well. So like a home repair fund or, um, uh, so 
like rather than your AC going out and you having to put that on a credit card, you're putting money every month into your home repair fund just in case that something happens to your home, you have cash for it. Mm -hmm. And then when that bill comes up, you say, oh, look, I have $250 in my clothing fund and I'm going to go spend $250 at Charlotte Russe, which is where I like to go, um, <laughs> or wherever, and you, you spend that and then you immediately transfer that money in your savings account to your checking account and pay off that credit card or whatever you just used to pay that. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the real basic version of how we do it. So it's very cash envelope -y, but it's more electronic, so it works better for online purchases and uh, credit card purchases. And that's another way you can uh, responsibly use a credit card is that, like you said, you have a credit card to keep your credit card up and use that revolving credit. Mm -hmm. You buy a stick of, uh, pack of gum. You buy one, you know, you put your Netflix on it. So it's just automatically charged every month, but then you go pay it off immediately. Right. Um, if you go and you spend $250, you put it on your credit card, and then you can transfer that money from your online savings account to your checking account to pay that off immediately, it works just as well. And you're using high amounts, so you can get some points or miles if you like to do that kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a little tangent about what we do, but I think that works for a lot of people. So so cash envelope, um, where you literally have envelopes and you put cash in it, works great. Um, just like that. And she's got the fancy Dave Ramsey one. I do, one. I do. Um, nice. But um. you can also literally get envelopes uh, and keep them in a drawer and label them clothing, car repair, gas, food, whatever works. Um, so yeah, those are great tips. Anything else on that you want to talk about as I was talking? You think of anything else? Um, no, I was, I was actually just thinking um, how simple what you were talking about was. Mm -hmm. um, I would just have to make sure I keep it in the budget, like have a right. credit card and charge um, like my student loan on it or, you know, or awesome. actually I don't even know if they do, if that can happen, but like oh, something sure. like Netflix or, um, yeah. Hulu or whatever. Right. Um, cause I think with credit cards for me, it's just so easy to swipe and forget. Right. So yeah. you don't feel that pain of paying cash. Right. Yeah. So, and that's credit cards. And especially when you buy stuff online, it's so like not tangible. You don't, you don't have to see what you're losing, mm -hmm. right? You yeah. just say, oh, I'm going to have 25 bucks. Easy. Click. Yeah. Boom. One and click. then you do that five times and you spend <laughs> 125 bucks and you didn't, didn't even realize it. Whereas if you used cash or had it a set amount online in an online mm -hmm. savings account, it hurts a little bit more. Right. So that's a good point. Yep. Which is what I know my parents do all the time. They, and they said the exact same thing. You know, you're, you're more likely to pay less when you're just paying with cash. Yeah, absolutely. And they, it's, if you want to know the number, it's 12 to 20% less. Oh. Depending on, like, which who you ask. But if you use cash to pay for things, you'll spend almost, say, 12% less than if you were using a card. Um, and it's because there's a literal, literally a, a pain center in your brain that, that goes off when you use cash compared to when you use a card that you don't have, that pain center doesn't fire in your brain. So it physically, physically hurts to use cash more than it does to use a credit card. So it's kind of interesting. Very interesting. Um, do you have any um, budgeting successes that you've had? Um, like where your envelope system was like, oh my gosh, thank God I had that in place. Or something where, where you had a budget place like, yeah, that was, I'm so glad I did because my friend, you know, my friend didn't do that and she yeah. blah, blah, blah. What's, tell me yeah, if you have yeah. one. Um, so like I said before, um, I drive a 95 Bronco and... 
Um, so it's it's old. And Does it have a name? Last summer. No. <gasps> uh, I've heard that it's bad luck to not give your car a name. Yeah. But I just call her Baby Girl. So okay, I'm just saying works. that that's her name. <laughs> I was, I was going to call it OJ. No. No. <laughs> and it didn't come with a glove either. <laughs> okay. I get that a lot. <laughs> but um, last summer, my air conditioning went out. And actually, it was last winter, and it was right before the summer happened, and I was just in a tizzy, and I was just so upset. You know, how am I going to get through this Arizona heat without an air conditioning? Um, And I went into my little envelope, and I pulled out $400 or $500, however much it was, to fix everything, Um, and... There it was. It, you know, it, it was easy, and I don't think my pain receptor receptor went off in my brain just because um, I've had it in there for a while. And, right. you know, I knew that I was going to need it one of these days, and I did. And I used it for what it was supposed to be used for. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How often, when do you put money into your envelope? Um, I do it every paycheck, so every two weeks. Okay. Perfect, good. Yeah, like yeah. within within a few days, just because it does take time to go to the mm-hmm. bank and mm-hmm. talk to the teller. You know, I need five fives or whatever. Right. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you should do is, um, if you're using an envelope-type system or e- either way, excuse me, is that right when you get paid, you pay your bills um, on all your expenses, mm-hmm. take out some cash for day-to-day stuff, and then you immediately transfer, and it can, it can be twice a a month, every two weeks, or once a month, or whatever works for your paycheck. Now, as you get older, you have more and more monthly expenses. Right, right. Um, and when you own a house, you have more different expenses than when you're renting. But um, And also, when you're younger, you don't have the income like you would when you're older and have a c- career. So it's harder to put money towards the, those kind of saving stuff. Right. right? But as you um, take out money and start to put them in your envelope, you do it on a set day every month or every two weeks. And just so all my extra money, I'm putting in my envelopes to save up for these mm-hmm. unforese- unforeseen, yet they're going to happen issues. expenses, yeah. issues, right? Right. Absolutely. Cool. Yep, yeah, and that's exactly what I do. I even have a check register. And some people make fun of me for it, but I, it keeps me on track because, you know, bills come out at different times of the month mm-hmm. or within that paycheck period. And you're like, okay, well, do I have $50 or do I only have 12 Right. You know? So when you do your check register, now I know, you know, I've already taken my bills out. Now I know that unfortunately I only have 12 bucks. (laughs) Do you have uh, a checking account uh, app on your phone that you follow to see? Um, I just go through Wells Fargo, the Wells Fargo app. Okay. Do you you check it often? Um, Yeah, like on the daily. Okay. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel to look at those numbers? Um, Secure. Okay. Safe, yeah. um, I... I check it uh, daily and check it twice when I know there's a bill going to be taken out. Um, just so I know that I've, I'm keeping track of my stuff on my check register correctly. Um, make sure I didn't make any, um, you know, assumptions, you know, with like, uh, auto insurance, sometimes it's, it, it'll vary, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's an extra two bucks this month. So, you know, I have to watch out and take that in consideration. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Uh, how do you deal, we can talk about this a little bit, but how do you deal with um, like your internal temptations to spend money um, going out or buying clothes that you don't really need, but you just want, or it's cute, and you're like, oh, I got to get that, or and or distractions from your friends to go out. How do you, how do you deal with that stuff? How do you internalize that? Um, well, when it comes to um, 
you know, like buying something that I can have, like a shirt or shoes. Um, I'm actually really good with, okay, taking a step back and saying, okay, do I really need this um, today? Or can I maybe put this five bucks in savings and get it next time when it's double, you know, when it's 10 bucks or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something like that. I've, I've always been really good with that. Um, however, when it comes to my friends um, and when they want to go out, it's a little bit harder um, because they are, um, and, I, and I love them very much, but they like to give me excuses like, okay, well, you know, you can come out and only have one drink or you can come out and you don't have to drink at all or, you know, whatever. Right. You can come out and I'll give you, I'll, I'll buy you a few drinks and you get me next time. So, mm. um, and, and then I go out and I end up buying things. So mm-hmm. um, they kind of are a bigger temptation just because, um, it's a second mind telling me other things that right. I don't want to hear. I can't, you know, I can't hear. Um, but when it comes to like physical things, it's a little bit easier just so, just because I can, I can actually see the process and say, okay, if I don't buy this pair of pants, um, I can save $12 and I'll have $12 extra, you know, just in case I want to go get lunch or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something extra that I actually might need, you know, mm-hmm. that's a little bit easier. Sure. Do you, so for going out, because this is something that we do a lot, we have, you know, we have a lot of, you want to go out to the bar, right? You want to go out to the restaurant, you want to go hang out with friends, um, and that's expensive. Do you ever, what are some other options or fun things that you can do that are, that you guys like to do, you and your circle of friends like to do that are cheap? Okay, um, well. Or cheaper. Yeah, being, um, hiking, that's, that's fun. Doing anything around nature, like going for a walk or something like that. Um, you know, now in Arizona, it's a little bit difficult because it's so hot and you can't really do that all the time. Um, but there are things that you can do, um, like... You know, I want to hang out with my friends, but there are some things, you know, I, I need to stay in and do some homework or whatever. So actually, let's go let's go to the library together or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I go on to Pinterest a lot and find a lot of free things that you can do, um, like, you know, in, instead of <clears throat> going to a fancy dinner, like maybe let's just go to a movie, you know, which Mm. is like seven bucks a person. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, why don't we just go on a hike or why don't we um, go to, what are those things called where you drive and and look over the city? Like a... um, Like a... Like a... Scenic scenic view or a scenic spot or something? Yeah, let's go go do that, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's take a trip up to Flagstaff, which we don't really do that often just because it, it takes a while to get there. Right. And, um, you know, we got to take gas into consideration right. too. But, um, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that you can do, um, that are cheap or free. Mm-hmm. You just really have to think out of the box. Right. Um, you know, like Nathan and I, uh, Nathan's my boyfriend and we like to go to the mall just to kind of walk around yeah. and people watch We love doing that. Um, you know, seeing things that excites us, like like clothes, but but we know that there there might be a temptation there, and we're prepared for that. That's mm-hmm. why we leave our credit cards <laughs> and our money in the car. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Good um, job. But yeah, like there's there are, there are things that you can do. You just gotta think out of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that we like to do because we there is a a really cool beer and wine place right literally right around the corner from our house, mm-hmm. and our friends own it. And so we like to go a lot, and they always have food trucks, so the food is always mm-hmm. different. And it, it adds up, and um, 
and really fast, right? Mm -hmm. So rather than, we'll do that every once in a while, but if we, what we like to do more than not is have people come over. Like we like to host stuff. Oh yeah. Um, or go to a friend's house. And so it's way cheaper to buy a bottle of wine and go to somebody's house than go out with somebody to the bar. Because uh-huh. like the bottle of wine is as much as the glass of wine. Exactly. And so. Um, it's so unfair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But so you potluck it or just gather at somebody's house and it's way, way cheaper, but still can be really fun and almost mm-hmm. more fun, I think. You know, you can Absolutely. play games or, you know, you can make whatever can be fun. Yeah. So. We go to a lot of um, like birthday parties, too, or like, uh, you know, little get togethers, like you were saying, yeah. like someone will have like a pool party or or um, like we, we visit his parents a lot in Queen Creek and. They'll say, okay, you know, we're come over for dinner and, and just bring a potato salad or something like that. So we just go and have fun and relax, you know, have yeah. have fun with some friends and family. That's great. Mm-hmm. Do you, so knowing, I mean, obviously you have been really good with your money being so young. And do you, what are some problems that you see your friends face when it comes to managing their own money? So just personal stuff, or even if they've, you know, some tr- trouble, you know, they've gotten into, and right. what are some of the bigger problems you've seen with your friends? Um, I think, so, I have a few friends that um, like the luxury lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and so they, um, you know, they go buy the, the nice clothes, they do have credit cards, um, which is one of my no-no's, um, uh, I have two friends at the moment that just recently got brand new cars. You know, they're mm. they're making payments on it every month, and um, I'm sure their insurance has has skyrocketed. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know so, how much their payments are off the top of your head? Um, no, I think my I think one of them pays like maybe four something, maybe three something a month. Okay. Um, uh, my boyfriend pays like three twenty five or something like that for his car, mm-hmm. um, and then there's me. I don't pay anything right. for my car, which is which is a lot easier. But you know, sometimes there are things that you can't help. Um, you know, my best friend, she had to get a new car um, because hers was totaled, and mm-hmm. um, luckily she was she was able to walk away from it. But um, she didn't have a car and she needed one, so uh, she was pushed more in that direction. However. The other friend had a car. Um, it it might have had mechanical problems. I'm not sure, but it seemed to be working just fine, and mm-hmm. she ended up just getting a new one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I I have a few friends that like to go out a lot. Um, and, and granted, I don't know how much they make. I don't know their financial situation. Right. But if it was me, you know, I, I'm doing things a lot differently. Right. Um, and that brings me back to what you were saying about when they go out, it's it's really hard, and, and there's definitely a temptation there that, um, you know, I want to go out too, but, like, I, I'm I'm living my life a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm doing my financial things a little bit differently than you. Right. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it, you know, there are things that they do, and I'm just like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, please don't do that, but, you know. I, I can only say so much. Like, right. I'm not their parent. They're all adults now, so they can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I cringe, but, you know, I just got to be there and support them when they realize it's a bad decision. Right. <laughs> it is. It's a personal responsibility, yeah. and um, it's hard, and it's it's hard when you want to live that lifestyle or, um, 
you feel like you have to, or that's what you enjoy doing, and mm-hmm. uh, you can make those decisions now, but they're going to creep up with you and stay with you for a while until you really figure out what's, you know, what your fi- real financial situation is. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of those people, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're, do they, as far as you know, live, they want to live that lifestyle, do they use their credit card a lot rather than... Um. I know, uh, like, my best friend, I know that she has a credit card. I know that she tries not to use it as much as she can. Um, So that's good. As far as the other one, I don't know if she does or not. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what kind of car situation they have. I know they have some, but in terms of how often they use it, um, I'm not not quite sure. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um... Great. Well, I think we're getting close to being done. I want to close, and I'll let you... Is there anything else that you want to talk about that um, we didn't hit already? So, I had prepared a little something. Okay. Um, when I'm all alone and driving in my car, I think about you know what I was going to say on the podcast. But yeah. I did want to say, um, I did want to put out there that... Um, for all those people out there that are, are going into college or are going through undergrad or whatever it may be, um, you know, you're sitting there working really, really hard and you're trying your best and you're doing your best because you have this thought that right when you cross that stage, right when you get out of there, you're going to have an amazing job um, with it, that it pays amazing money. And in some cases, that is true. But in most cases, um, you know, it's not so much true. You it might get you into the field that you want to be in, but everybody has to start from the bottom. So um, it's normal to struggle your first couple of years um, right after school. Uh, it's completely normal. But if you do it the right way, you won't struggle as much. If mm-hmm. you if you have a solid budget, which I'm thankful that I do, um, y- you don't struggle as much. And it's a little bit easier to live out, you know, those days until you get a better job or until you get a better position with whatever you want to do. Right. Right. So. That's, that's very good. Very well said. I think what, and here's an exercise that we can, we can do really fast for you. Um, and I'll have to, on another podcast, I'll, I'll do it a little more in depth, but a lot of times I think the issue is, is that when, is that we have goals and how we, what we do with our money, and those goals, um, and and I should, I should say those values. We have these values that we have, um, and goals, but they don't line up mm-hmm. with how we actually use our money and deal with our money. So, um, what I want everybody to do right now is 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 listen to this and kind of write things down if you can, or just think about it. It's super, super, you're going to write down three things or think of three things, but. Think of the, th- the three things that are most important to you in your life right now. So um, for me, it's uh, my family, um, my job, uh, and gosh, what's number three? Um, going to concerts. And, yeah, going to concerts. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, having, having fun with my friends and family. So we'll keep that separate. So um, enjoying life, we'll call that. So that might be... You know, we go to concerts every once in a while. We will do a vacation every once in a while, and but spending time with my family. So, um, those are the top three things. Other things that people would say are uh, my faith, my family, um, and uh, I like wine. 
you know, so so think of the top, the three things that are most important to you um, and ask yourself, am I spending my money to validate those values? Do I, am I putting all my, as much energy as I can with my money into those values that I have, into those most important things? And if there's a disconnect, then something's wrong, right? And so you have to either reevaluate your, what's important to you or reevaluate how your where your money is going, and usually it turns out that you need to your money and how you're using it is not lined up with what your values are. So how, tell me your top three most important things in your life. Okay, family, mm-hmm. boom, um, education, mm-hmm. and um, my overall quality of life. Nice. Uh, well, I should say um, so: family, education, and my health. I okay. like that too. Perfect. Um, and to continue with that, I think um, I do a good job at keeping those on track and keeping those three um, points, you know, my main focus. Mm-hmm. Good. And I, I don't know if there's a good number. Like, so say you have those three things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you're a, if you have 100% of your money, right, that's, the, that's all the money that you can have is 100%. You can't have more than that. But maybe like 75% to 80%. I'm just throwing numbers out there, should go towards those goals, right? Mm-hmm. So the remaining 20 to 25% is what you can do for the re- the rest of your goals or your values or what's important to you. So if you're not putting that much money towards those values and those things that are important, then there's something wrong. So really think about that. Do that exercise and think about, am I really spending my money wisely toward, to put towards those goals and those important things? Right. Cool. Um, any other tips that you have before we sign off here um, for college or financial aid or um, getting a checking account was that that experience pretty um, I loved it okay I loved it um, you know it, it seemed to be a pretty simple process um, just getting one and making sure there's money in it or, mm-hmm. you know reoccurring <clears throat> but um, if I were to say, you know, one thing, one good solid tip that I have is, um, you know, you have to be, like, we're all adults here. You have to be an adult, but most mostly you want to make sure you have fun yeah. and, um, you know, you're not, you're not bound by all these, you know, all the bills that you might have or... Um, you know all the all the bad or terrible situations that you might have going on. You know, just mm-hmm. not only do not only should you have a good budget um, and money set aside for bills every month, but don't forget about yourself too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure you take some time for yourself to really um, keep a good positive attitude because without any of that budgeting. Um, it would just go out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to have budgeting for me is how I keep my quality of life going. Right. Um, just because that's, you know, it's my money. It's how I live kind of thing. Um, so just just be happy and don't be, um, you know, bound by all these bills that you might have. Right. What, um, and so the, what's the best way to that, that you do to, to have fun and take care of yourself while maintaining a budget? Um, well, like I said, I have my envelopes, mm-hmm. but also, um, you know, doing some of the free things that 
you know, you don't need money for like right. going out for a walk or, you know, just to just to be in your head and just be there. Um, and, um, you know, also um, having having a little bit to um, being a, be able to treat yourself like, oh, mm-hmm. man, I had a really crappy day today. Um, I'm going to go get a Starbucks or mm-hmm. or um, I'm going to go get a nice shirt or something like that. Like, right. um, you know, I make sure I have something little on the side, you know, whether it's in my something fun account or um, just any money left over from my bills, maybe paydays tomorrow and I have 10 bucks extra. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I have, I, I constantly have something there just so I can um, kind of congratulate myself. You know, yeah. like days can be really, really rough and you can have like really, really bad days. Right. And and on those days, it's really important to make sure that you keep a good mental and, you know, go get yourself a drink or something. Right. Like one little thing. Yeah. And, Do and, something for yourself. And using an envelope system, whether it's the Dave Ramsey envelope or our yeah, or, uh, online or, or that, that's why it's so powerful and, and empowering that... You can say, okay, every paycheck, I'm going to put 20 bucks in my fun fund, my fun envelope, or my coffee uh, reward envelope, or you can have as many envelopes as you want, Mm -hmm. and then you put money in that, and then if you need that, it's there for you, Um, and it it will eliminate using that money, that $5, $10, $20 that actually should have gone towards your electricity bill or your... uh, rent or whatever that you used but so it's it's actually has a name for it and it can be used for that specifically and it's it's actually really empowering to have that um and and there's nothing wrong with like we we don't want people to feel like they don't get ever get to do anything fun that's not the point of budgeting like you said the point of budgeting is to to pay for everything do what you want to do and then use money to have fun too right and because it's it's not restriction it's it's empowerment so right that's right. And so Stacy says, and you don't have to feel guilty for spending the money because you specifically save for it. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't have to feel guilty for it at all. So Guilt that's great. free. Exactly. All right. Well, Dakota Cornelius, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank um, you so much for having yeah, me. It's been awesome. So I hope you guys, um, I mean, I think there's a lot of content in here and a, a lot of tips for you people that are, um, or if your kids are kind of in the same stage of life as Dakota, where you're out after school, but getting ready for a job and or for the degree. So yeah. um, thank you so much. If you do have any questions, you can um, message us uh, on our Facebook. It's at Fiscal Fitness PHX um, or Twitter is I am Fiscally Fit. And my email is Michael at Fiscal PHX.com. So we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to The Saver and The Spender. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, www.fiscalfitnessaz.com, to your family, friends, and colleagues. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at IamFiscallyFit, and on Facebook at FiscalFitnessPHX. Join us next time for another edition of The Saver and The Spender.